This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here, toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And it's Mark's uh, final day for the broadcast week as he prepares to head down south for a little uh, vacay with the family. That's right. Going to do the holiday thing down in Florida. You know, it's awfully cold up here in New Hampshire. Could be a long time before I come back. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, we'll hold down the fort without you. Uh, Marcus is joining <laughs> us uh, here this evening, and Marcus has been kind of uh, on a tour of New Hampshire talk radio uh, as far as the Liberty community is concerned. You were recently on, I believe, Puke in the Gang. That's right. And also uh, a guest host on School Sucks. Yes. Am I missing anything? I know I've heard those two. I was also on Ladies and Keen. Okay, you were. Yeah, that's right. They had like a, a bunch of people on this past Did you week. lie yes. to them about your gender? No, uh, no I didn't. But uh, somehow I took Shauna's spot for the first half of the show. So you've been kind of like just within the last week or so on yeah. a whirlwind tour. And I heard you on the air. You certainly are a man with some microphone experience as you are the one-man rock band. Yeah, that's right. I uh I play music as a uh, one-man rock band, uh, which means I sit down, I play drums with my feet, play guitar, and then I sing all at the same time. <laughs> it's amazing to uh, to watch it happen. That's got to require some real practice Wait and coordination. Wait a second. You play, you play the drums with your feet. Yes. You play the guitar with your hands and sing at the same time? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that'll make you a one-man rock band. Yep. How do you do a bass chord thing? Uh, well, there's not really any bass, I guess, but, I the, you know... But a regular it, guitar can do a little yeah. bit of bass. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm doing chords, so I see. sometimes I tune down a little bit. Gotcha. So, Marcus will be joining us here uh, this evening, and uh, thanks for coming in. Thank I, you. I appreciate you uh, being here. And you're a relatively new mover, by the way, to Keen. We can talk more about that uh, later on. There's news here, I think, that really deserves to be right out the gate, uh, and it's pretty scary. Have you all heard of Stop and Frisk? Yes. They do this in New York City. And Philly as well, and who knows how many other places. But it, it always seemed like one of those big city things. You know, they, uh, in, I think it's in Philly, they stop and frisk something like 200,000 people every single year. And the idea is basically if a police officer's on the streets and they decide that they want to hmm, frisk you, they can just stop you and frisk you. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's nice to have power, right? It's a it's a huge level of uh, just abuse that you know this power that you're talking about. They are literally violating people's rights to you know to themselves to privacy to be able to get to where they want to go without being molested. It, it's uh, completely absurd. I mean, how would you how how would you feel if somebody you didn't know who wasn't a police officer just came up to you and said, "Stop right there! I'm going to touch you." Uh, I mean, I would feel terrible. Yeah, that's a little. It's, it'd be a little weird. Right. So uh, this is something we've covered on this program. Of course, the activists in the Philly and, and New York have been working against stop and frisk, but they haven't been able to, to actually prevent it uh, from occurring. It continues on. And of course, it's a perfect operation for the police because it, it allows be them to uh, you know, go on a big fishing expedition. And it might be interesting if somebody actually refused to be frisked, what would actually happen? But Good they question. don't. The thing is, is that it well, gets- maybe they do, but we don't hear about well, it. Right. Well, you know, the, the the police are told, you now have this power. Bling! I've waved my magic sergeant mm-hmm. wand above your head. You now have the the power to command any one of our serfs to be frisked at any time. Feel free. And so they feel imbued with that power. 
And then they convince other people. They go out and they say, you know, I'm in charge and you're going to let me give you a full body massage because I like that stuff. And if they happen to feel something that feels like a weapon or some drugs, then they probably get people to turn their pockets out and make all manner of arrests of folks who have not necessarily harmed anyone else. So when when I heard about those stories and we've talked about them, they they've got that big city feel. But now maybe Stop and Frisk will be coming to a town near you, a small town, like about the size of Keene, New Hampshire. But not Keene, thankfully. That's not where this story takes place. It takes place in Paragould, Arkansas. The story is from RT.com, where residents of the barely 25,000 populated town seem to have no problem finding trouble. Now, in order to curb the rising crime rate, the city is proposing heavily armed police patrolling the streets on foot. So, to some extent, this is even worse than stop and frisk. Uh, because stop and frisk is being operated by your average cops, maybe some plainclothes officers, but uh, uniform police certainly. These are new uh, super cops. These are like the SWAT team is going to be in the streets. What is going and, on in this town? Well, according to the statistics, crime is on the upswing in Paragould. At a town hall meeting on Thursday, Mayor Mike Gaskill and police chief... What is chief- a town hall meeting in Arkansas? They only have town hall meetings in um, in, in How do you know where they have town hall meetings? I mean, have you lived in Arkansas? No, I'm just saying that I'm reasonably certain that the only direct democracy town hall meetings that really occur are in New England. Well, most meetings occur in a town hall, do they not? Perhaps that's where... So this where- is just, uh, you know, some, some politician talks? As a matter of fact, is I it the mayor... The mayor does okay. have a lot to say here then, in this Then I'll article. tell you, there is no mayor in a town that has a town hall meeting. <laughs> you mean in New England? No. Apparently a, a there town, is a in Arkansas. A town hall meeting suggests that you have some kind of say in government, all right? Does it? Yes. Marcus, does this sound like you know you have to have a say if it's a town hall? I don't know. It so- right. sounds like Mark's getting all in a, in a fussy over some yeah. uh, technicalities of uh, totally. what, what the meeting is called. They call it a town my, hall. My understanding of what a town hall meeting. Look, you can call. You guys can call the you know the creature with the, the you know the four hooves something else. I'm going to call it a horse. They also call the, the court system justice. I mean, come on. We uh, know it's not. okay. So to me, a town hall all meeting right. means all the citizens of a town get together in a big room and they vote on things. Got it. This isn't going to be that. So the mayor's going to go in and talk. If and the you're people listen. of the town have the opportunity to speak but not vote. Is that a town hall, or is it only if you can that, vote? We call that a city council meeting. Mm, but not even at all city council meetings can people speak. Th- this is a speech that the mayor is giving at the town hall. Well, it's actually uh, something, I guess, that happened between the mayor and the police chief, Todd Stovall. mayor's name is Mike Gaskill. They endorsed a plan to send the police dressed in full-fledged SWAT gear and equipped with AR-15 rifles into downtown Paragould starting in 2013. Nice. The militarized police force will be tasked with trying to control a crime rate that has made Paragould an increasingly dangerous place to live in recent years. According to statistics collected by citydata.com or city-data.com, Paragould has a property has had a property crime index rating more than double the national average since 2007. Rapes, burglaries, thefts, and assaults per capita are also well above the mean there, statistically suggesting that Paragould is perhaps the least safe among area cities. Now, how far the area cities goes, I don't know. Uh, but this this is going to lead to what the mayor gets at here as far as why this is happening. He says, the fear is, what's given us the reason to do this? Once I have stats and people saying they're scared, we can do this. It allows us to do 
what we're fixing to do. Maybe I didn't read that in the right (laughs) accent. The fear is what's given us the reason to do this. Once I have stats and people saying they're scared, we can do this. Did the mayor move from Georgia? It allows us to do what we're fixing to do. Are you saying I don't have an Arkansas accent <laughs> down? You're probably right about that. I have no idea what being Southern sounds like in Random Arkansas. Random Southern accent. So I wonder what they're really fixing to do. Fitting, fitting to. They're fixing to uh, be putting the troops in the streets. Now, they show in this uh, photo here on this article that a bear cat. They show a bear cat with a bunch of guys hanging off of it. It does not make it clear that that bear cat is actually in this particular town. But considering the federal government gave Keene, New Hampshire, a town of 23,000 people, uh, its own Bearcat, I would say there's a chance that Paragould, town of 25,000, may have its own as well. Anyway, they are going to be putting men with machine guns out in the streets. And I can tell you that here in Keene, the cops love to get out the AR-15. Whenever they get the chance, they pull out the AR-15. In fact, even at a bar fight, which wasn't really much of a fight, it was just one guy getting decked. After they had arrived at that uh, scene, one of their officers had the AR-15 in his hand. So, so is it one AR-15 for the whole police No, force? I think they have a handful of them. Okay. I'm not sure how many, but they've got more than one. I know that much. Uh, but, you know, the question, it looks like here in this little town we're talking about, they're going to have multiple AR-15s out on the streets at all times and men in SWAT team uniforms. And there's one more point to this. They're going to be asking for identification. We'll uh, tell you more here in moments. Hello, my friends. It's an election year and everybody wants you to vote for someone. I'm your verbal surgeon here to remind you to always vote for yourself first because you are an amazing individual of incredible talent and great skill. We need you to make this country a better place. Vote for yourself and vote for verbalsurgery.com to help you do that, baby. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy all the features that we have waiting for you there. Those features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, it's no problem. They're all right there. In fact, almost all of them. Years worth of archives going back to late 2006. In fact, we've even added as torrents the first two seasons of the show all the way from 2002 and 2003 and 4. So you really can go way back, all the way back in the archives. There's only like a couple years missing at this point uh, where you can go and get it all for free over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy them and feel free to share with your Facebook friends, Twitter friends, whatever other websites you hang on. Uh, We've got various different buttons that allow you to do that. In fact, if you're looking at our SoundCloud page, which you can go to at soundcloud.freetalklive.com or just click the SoundCloud link in the left-hand side of the website under Listen and Share, uh, you will then be able to easily share any of those audio files plus the Edgington Post episodes, one of which we just finished recording moments before the sh- uh, we started our show tonight, the live show, Mark. That's uh, right. We had Don Primrose on the show, who is the founder of the local homeless shelter here in the Keene area, the only independently run and operated and funded homeless shelter. And it was interesting having him do some compare and contrast between uh, his shelter and how it operates and the government-funded shelters and how they have to operate. Yeah, it's interesting so. how a libertarian will run a, a homeless shelter versus other folks, too. 
Would he describe himself as a libertarian? That was one question were, I don't think we asked. You weren't in the studio when he said that, but yes, that's uh, that's what he said to me. Okay, but I was there for the whole interview, so you were it here wasn't for the during whole the interview. interview. Well, I mean, no, I, he was in the studio with me before you came into the studio. I know that. I'm just making it clear that fact does not come out in the interview. That's something you, you learn before it's, the It's a title that I don't know is necessarily that useful or interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, what, sure, what does it mean anyway? What does it mean? Libertarian? So uh, I, I thought it was a good interview, and so you can get that also on our SoundCloud page, and that's all available to you at freetalklive.com. You're right. You go to freetalklive.com on the left-hand side of the page. If you, you're just a, little, just a little way down the page, there's uh, the Edgington Post tab and the SoundCloud tab, either one of which would uh, get you the Don Primrose interview, which I do recommend because it was a good interview and a little longer than most of them. Um, this year, hey, you know, no matter what you do about it, Christmas is moving closer and closer. And if you haven't gotten gifts for the people that you want to get, uh, you know, whether they're near or far, or, you know, maybe hostessing or a party that you're going to, a great idea is the peppermint, uh, excuse me, the candy cane bouquet, the candy cane roses here. They're elegant red and white roses that'll make any home or office look festive. This week only, you can get one dozen candy cane roses plus a free glass vase. If you use coupon code F FTL. I'll tell you how to do all that in a second uh, at proflowers.com. It's just 25 bucks. Um, radio listeners here can uh, upgrade to 18 candy cane roses. That's uh, another half dozen. And gourmet chocolates for just 10 bucks more. Um, is all you have to do is go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone that's in the uh, upper corner of the page, and type in FTL. They're guaranteed to stay fresh for a full one week or your money back. It's a win-win situation. Get your candy cane roses before it's too late. You can call 800-P-R-O-Flowers and mention FTL or go to proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in FTL. It's proflowers.com, the microphone, FTL. All right, coming up, I've got a big apology to make, but first, let's go to the phones here. Marcus, by the way, joining us here this evening. We'll talk more about him and what he does here in a little bit. But first, let's go to Francisco, listening in Colorado. Plus, we'll continue the story about the police stopping people in the streets in Small Town, USA. Francisco, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, So I just wanted to share a quick, um, you know, Extract of an article titled Woes of an American Drone Operator. Oh, yes. I uh, had this in my show prep for tonight. It's just so long. Yeah, no, I just want to share a yep. specific section of it. I, 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 I'm not telling you you can't. I was just mentioning that the art, article's long. It, it is certainly long, and it's available at spiegel.be. I know you guys also have it available on your on the front page of your website. Uh, that references a, a blog that reblogged the the um, article, but the original is available at spiegel.de. Okay. Yeah, I can't recommend and, uh, this uh, strongly enough, um, you know, this article. It, it attempts to give both sides of the situation, but when you hear the story of this young man who was a drone operator for several years and what his experience was uh, killing women and children um, from the sky while his commander says, never to my knowledge has any drone ever killed a man or a woman or a child. Uh, you know, and I mean, it's just it's interesting to hear the the guy who did it versus the guy who commands people who do it. It it, it certainly is, and uh, I'm just going to read a short excerpt, which is the part okay. of the article that impacted me impacted me the most personally. Go for it. And I'm just going to go ahead and, and start here. With seven seconds left to go, there was no one to be seen on the ground. Bryant could still have diverted the missile at this point. Then it was down to three seconds. Bryant felt as if he had to count each individual pixel on the monitor. 
Suddenly, a child walked around the corner, she says. Second zero was the moment in which Bryant's digital world collided with the real one. Bryant saw a flash on the screen, the explosion. Parts of the building collapsed. The child had disappeared. Bryant had a sick feeling in his stomach. Did we just kill a child? He asked the man sitting next to him. Yeah, I guess there was a child, the pilot replied. Was that a kid? They wrote on a chat window on the monitor. Then someone they didn't know answered. Someone sitting in a military command center somewhere in the world who had observed their attack. No, that was a dog, the person wrote. They reviewed the scene on video. A dog that stands on two legs. Yeah, yeah that's just the section of the article that was pretty... Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of it's just so sick and and it's so twisted that you know the the fact that the you know the man up above whoever this guy is saying that this is a dog, it, it's almost poetic in a very dark way for him to. That's really how some how of he they sees those view, human beings. Right, they view these people as just dogs and not not your pet dog, but as just a animals. dog to be yeah animals to be killed. And, you know, I mean, this is the way that uh, this is the way the story. This is the narrative. The narrative started immediately. And, um, you know, there's what happened. A kid walked around the corner and then there's the narrative. No, it was a dog. And uh, this this is how we're fed these lines over and over again. This is how the State Department can come out and say there has never been an innocent death with the drones. Come on. Uh, you're dropping you're Who dropping this stuff. Hellfire missiles from remote control airplanes and I'm supposed to believe you haven't made a mistake. At least come out and own it. Go ahead and say, "Look, there are terrorists in Afghanistan." These terrorists have kids. Sorry, we've got to get the terrorists. Sometimes their kids die. We try to do it when their moms and their kids are away, but look, it's a Middle Eastern country. The ladies don't leave too often. But it's not easy for liars to tell the truth. These people live their lives lying. Their jobs are all based on lying. Well, look what happens when you tell the truth. You end up like Bradley Manning and uh, held in captivity. Yeah. With truth is treason no in the human, Empire of Lies. No human contact for two years. Yeah. So thank you, Francisco, for sharing that. And I, you know, I haven't read the whole thing. Well, myself. I wanted to hear what Francisco had yeah. to say about it. No, I, I, you know, that was that was really upsetting to me. But I, I think that uh, you also discussed the practice that they call double tap. Yeah. And um, this was discussed uh, extensively in uh, a um, paper put together by Stanford called "Living Under Drones," where they talk about how you know these Hellfire missiles. Um, we can Go talk more about it here in a moment if you'd like. Hang on, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, drones, police in the streets, it's Free Talk Live. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight for you, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, We give them away. 
You can go to the bulletin board system to get interactive with the other listeners. It's our forum. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com, and like the rest of our website, we give it to you for free. SACL CAI brings uh, UR phone lines, uh, and they are a company that handles accounts receivable. You can go to freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, banners, that is, uh, for SACL CAI. And if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, try SACL CAI. Uh, one of their, their principals, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Free Talk Live because he's a big supporter of liberty. Again, it's SACL CAI. We're talking about a disturbing story here, but I'll let you know that uh, here on the show tonight, it's Ian, Marcus, and Mark. And we're going to get Francisco back on the line here. He called to bring up an article I actually had in show prep here tonight. But I wasn't quite sure how to handle it because it is a really long piece. I mean, this. Is, I think uh, that he probably did a really good job because he pulled out the the top few lines and read them, and we've had the, the opportunity to talk about it. You can pull out all kinds of lines from this. Oh, Bri- yeah. uh, Bryant is the person here uh, that we were talking about. Brandon Bryant uh, worked for more than five years in a windowless oblong container about the size of a trailer, and he says here that he completed 6000 flight hours during his time in the air force i saw many i saw men women and children die during that time he said i never thought i would kill that many people in fact i thought i couldn't kill anyone at all um, francisco you were making a point before we had to go away to the break there and i wanted to make sure you had a chance to get it out so go ahead uh, sure sure it's it's kind of related to the story it's just uh, about a report that was put together by the Stanford and NYU law schools titled Living Under Drones. Uh, essentially, there was just one practice in that report that I wanted to cover because I know you guys have mentioned it. Um, but it's just despicable to me how the United States military has removed the humanity from killing by making it essentially what seems to be a video game. I understand that the people manning these drones understand that they're impacting lives, but but they're not directly there when this occurs. So it's easier for them to handle. I it can't. Think. Yeah. I mean, it can't feel the same to disconnectedly press a button in a room somewhere versus actually stand in front of a person and have to watch the life drain from their, uh, their eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this, uh, this tactic that's called double tap is especially awful to me because the practice is essentially they will, you know, uh, blow apart a building with hellfire missiles. And in about five to seven minutes, they'll come back around and do the same. And, and what essentially happens is when this first started occurring, there would be people, doctors, family members that would rush to the aid of the people who were in the building when the Hellfire missile struck. And about seven minutes later, those people who rushed to the aid of those that were hurt were blown apart themselves. Right. And the idea is, is that if you would save a terrorist, you must be a terrorist. And these these people have wives and children, so you know somebody going in to yeah. save the kids would be just as easily blown up. Exactly, and and it got to the point where if you read the report, and there's also a, a video that they had produced, there's there's people discussing uh, the, the, what they feel when they see a building in their town get blown up, and they know they know that if they go after their friends or family, they are going to die too. So they just have to sit Horrible. there and you have to- wait. Watch someone that you care about perish because you know that if you go in there, you're likely to get blown up next. Yeah, it's terrible. They're training these people. I appreciate that, Francisco. Thank you for the call tonight. And as you said, that uh, somebody had put 
that up on our website. It's titled, Did We Just Kill a Kid? A Drone Operator's Story. Uh, and it's there at freetalklive.com. You might have to scroll down a little bit, but it is uh, it is absolutely there. Yeah, it's terrible. They're training these people to, uh, you know, think like, oh, if I help, I'll be killed. I mean, it's just so sad. Move along. There's nothing to see here. And this is a terrorist tactic. When it's employed by Hamas, it's called terrorism. Mm-hmm. When it's employed by the United States government, it's it's like waterboarding. When the Japanese did it, it was ter- it was torture. Right. Now, when we do it, it's enhanced interrogation. How could it be anything other than terrorism? I mean, you know, they're blowing up these buildings, and then people go in to help, and then they're blown up. It's just uh, it's despicable. Well, speaking of waterboarding, I actually have a related story to that, where the CIA has found that, or excuse me, a report has found that the CIA's interrogations, their harsh interrogations. Ineffective. We can get to that here in a little bit. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. But let's come bring it back around to home because, yeah, there's a lot going on in the Middle East and it's terrible. And, of course, uh, you know, it's hard to get people to, to pay attention to that. So would you pay attention if there were armed troops rolling through your streets at all hours of the day and night? Would that get you to, uh, you know, clue in that something might be amiss? You'd think. Uh, Well, that's what's about to happen in Paragould, Arkansas, where the mayor and police chief have decided that due to the crime statistics, they're going to need to be bringing uh, police with AR-15 rifles and full-fledged SWAT gear, perhaps even a Bearcat, uh, into the streets in order to supposedly keep the town safe. And in order to bring crime down, residents of Paragould may soon have to endure police officers brandishing semi-automatic assault rifles, this according to RT.com, on the regular. What's more, Stovall says, this is the mayor, is that he intends to have the cops collecting identification from everyone and anyone in an attempt to discourage criminal activity. So they're going to be on the streets in full battle drab with machine guns, and they will be demanding identification. Now, they say they're just going to be asking, or at least the article says they're just going to be asking, but if a man's standing in front of you with a machine gun... It doesn't feel like he's asking. ...and is saying, I'm going to have to ask you to show me your identification, I'm going to have to ask to see your ID... think you're going to show it. (laughs) Most people are going to go ahead and do what that man tells them to do, or at least perceives as uh, he's telling them to do. But let's hear more from the mayor here as far as why this is going on and what exactly he has planned. Quote, if you're out walking, we're going to stop you... Ask why you're out walking. Check your ID, said uh, the mayor at last week's meeting. Quote, to ask for your ID, I have to have a reason, he said. Well, I've got statistical reasons, and it's weird that the mayor is speaking this. Is he a police officer? He talks as though he's a police officer, but it doesn't say it's the officer who's, who's, um, who's this quote is attributed to. To ask you for your ID, I have to have a reason. Well, I've got statistical reasons that say I've got a lot of crime right now, which gives me probable cause to ask what you're doing out. <laughs> then when I add that people Anything's are... probable cause then. Like, right. just because there's been an increase of crime, well, there may be a decrease in crime. Or crime may be the same. There's been crime, citizens, so right. I've got probable cause. Well, whenever they say that, that, oh, crime is on the upswing, well, yeah, if I guess if it's not on the downswing, it must be on the upswing, right? It's right. not going to be consistent. Although generally, you know, it depends on what area you look at, right? I mean, some neighborhoods are probably more uh, problematic than others in the same way that overall, I I think crime's been, it hasn't, violent crime been going down in the United States? Overall it has. But if you draw a circle in any section, uh, you know, you you can can place a circle over some section of some town that has an increased crime rate. Sure you can. Even if that circle is only on a street. 
Right, and those criminals could go anywhere, so we better check ID in all the neighborhoods. Well, except for those gated communities. We don't have to mess with those folks. But that'll be the way this is operated, of course. They're going to target the minority and poor neighborhoods, and they're going to leave the upper crust people alone. Not that I support in an equal police state for everybody. I'm not saying that. I'm just pointing out that's the way this will uh, will be enforced. But he goes on to say well, he's already that, said he's going to target the walkers. Um, yes. You know, and, and so that, to me, already already says that people who don't have cars are going to be uh, the ones that more are targeted. More likely to be poor, more I, likely to be homeless. I think if you're wearing um, jogging gear, you know, like the, the you look like you've specifically gone out for a jog. Say you've got on that that full body uh, aerodynamic suit that uh, shows <laughs> shows your package and everything. Um, that you're probably not going to be stopped because well, that person has a has it looks like Purpose. pretty clear what they're doing out here. But he's got a twofold reason that he's asking for your ID. It's not just that the crime statistics are up. It's also he says that that's when I add that people are scared. And that gives us even more reason to ask why you're here and what you're doing in this area. This guy's like Boss Hog, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think the police will be too much like Roscoe P. Coltrane. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. More about what's happening in Paragould, Arkansas. They're going to kick this off in the new year, ringing the new year with armed troops. Oh, I mean the police. In the streets, 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts certainly welcome. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Pukeinthegang.com. And cake. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want, toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. If you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live, you may shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll find links to Amazon. You click into the right Amazon for you and get your shopping taken care of. Whatever it is you're looking for, they probably have it, and odds are good their price will beat the local discount stores. So go and check it out. See for yourself. Shop.freetalklive.com. It's the same great Amazon experience. You're just entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. Once again, start your shopping whether it's just for you or for gifts for others, over at shop.freetalklive.com. I said I owe somebody an apology, and I, I want to make sure I stop down here and, and do that before we continue talking police state and taking your calls. And I totally screwed up uh, today. I posted a phone number to Twitter and Facebook thinking that we had uh, grabbed the phone number of one of the crank callers, the awful, awful crank callers. They've been apparently plaguing the Sunday show for some reason over the last couple of weeks. Well, they've been, they, they've uh, been all, all over, over the show, but they've really been hitting you guys hard apparently on Sunday night. Yeah, it didn't bother and, me, but I mean, I know it really bothers you. Well, it bothers me if we have to eat up airtime in order just to dump somebody saying the F-bomb. I don't care about, you know, if you want to crank the show, that's fine. As we've explained many times, I like a good crank call. What bothers me is wasting people's time with bad crank calls. And if your idea of a crank call is to call in and, <laughs> F you, 
or something along those lines, something, you know, lowest common denominator like that, which involves some kind of a profanity. Look, I don't care. I guess you had somebody call last last night to say something about their John Myers girlfriend or something yeah, like that. Some or, fourteen, some thirteen year old kid who hadn't hit puberty yet, and I was John Mayer's girlfriend. I cool, mean, man. Hilarious. I don't mind. Call in. We'll talk to you about that. That's fine. I don't. That doesn't bother me. But then you just want to drop the f bomb at the end of it. You wasted your time because you got dumped off the air, and you wasted everybody's time because. They never got to hear what you had to say. Why don't you cut them out of the podcast if it bothers you so much? It doesn't bother me that much. See, <laughs> I, It doesn't really bother me that much except for the fact that I know people's time's being wasted. Podcast listeners could fast forward through it if, if they wanted to. Uh, but I had a, what I thought was a system in place that was going to minimize this and provide some level of insurance. Let me explain. Uh, what we had done and what we'd done in the past was when the crank callers start up, and usually they start up and there's multiple calls, uh, we'll then add an extra level of screening. Normally it's pretty light screening to get on Free Talk Live. I don't know if you realize this, but Free Talk Live, you call in, you're asked your name, where you're calling from, like a couple words, what do you want to talk about? You don't have to give us your life story. You don't have How to- are you listening? Oh, yeah, how you're listening as well. That's also information that we like. You don't actually uh, have to give that information. As a matter of fact, you don't have to give a lot of this information. You don't have to give your name. Pretty much no, you don't. You, no. don't, you don't have to say, say where you're calling from. You, you don't have to say how you're listening. You can lie about it, too, if you want. Uh, it, it'd be really nice if you'd tell us what you want to talk about, but in fact, you don't even have to, If you don't want to give that one word about what you want to talk about, then, well, you could just give some other word and not talk about that. Yeah. So... Anyway, the idea is to add an extra step to that where if the person is possibly a suspect as far as being one of the unwanted profanity-laced callers, then they will be asked their phone number and then they will be what's called you know voice verified. We'll call you back at that point and make sure that you've actually given us the number that you're at because you're going to answer it and then we're, we'll put you on hold and you can talk about whatever you were going to talk about on the air. And that does two things. One, it uh, it will it dissuades anybody who wishes to remain so anonymous. Right. The they're... average uh, crank caller probably doesn't want their phone number to be known, so odds are good they're going to hang up at that point. Uh, but if they do actually give out their phone number, and then they do actually receive the voice verified call back, and then we put them on hold and they get on the air, and then they end up dropping the f bomb on the air. The idea was we would then have your phone number, and we could do with that as we pleased, and. I was given a number last that night. That didn't work out so well. It didn't work out at all. Uh, I was uh, I was given a number last night, and I'm going to take full blame for it. I mean, yeah, you oughta. Yeah, because everybody I, here said don't do it. I apparently I apparently you know misinformed the board operators as to how the system worked. Either way, the system broke down, and a phone number was taken last night that was taken from phone records, not directly from the caller themselves. The caller in this case never made it on the air. He called me after I gave out his phone number on uh, Twitter and Facebook today, saying, "Hey, this is one of the how did he call you? One of the crankers last night. He's resourceful. Found my number. Okay, um, it's not hard. Anyway, he uh, called me to let me know that he was in the mountains of California. Is why he called multiple times last night. So what happened was, you know, he was trying to make a connection to get on the air about." Some his satellite topic. phone wasn't working. And his phone wasn't working very well in the mountains. And so he had contacted, tried to call us multiple times. And so the board op saw that as, you know, a bunch of hangups. And he said it came in at the same time as the crankers were calling and hanging up. Whoops. And, uh, and so he didn't, you know, that the system was not followed as I had hoped it would be. And I didn't double check it. I didn't verify any of the information in the first place. I wasn't here last night. I took a phone number that was given to me and ran with it. And I presumed, oops. That uh, 
that the the T's have been crossed and the I's have been dotted, and Oops. I should have done that myself. And so I owe Lou a big apology. Lou from California, uh, I called him up and you know offered to get him on the air here, and because he never did get on last night with his topic, but he, he didn't want to bad, talk to you anymore. Self- <laughs> no, he was very gracious about it, especially considering the nasty phone calls he apparently received today, as well as as well as nasty uh, nasty texts from folks. I bet he did. I tried to call Free Talk Live, and all I got was prank calls back all day long. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, it's hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. Just if anybody has any wondered about uh, the effectiveness of advertising on Free Talk Live, all you have to do is drop somebody's number on the the Facebook page and say it was a pranker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's a, a bright side there, Mark. Is that <laughs> part guy. of the system worked? The idea was that had this actually been a real crank caller, he would have gotten all number. So what are you going to do for Lou? Back. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I said I was sorry. And no, offered that's to, not uh, going to do it. You need to give the, Lou something nice. <laughs> I offered to put him on the air. Send him some bumper stickers or some stateless sweets. That's a great thing. Go to statelesssweets.com and send Lou a nice present because you screwed up royally. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, Lou, you know, said he didn't want anything uh, from me. And yes, he was gracious. He was very nice about it. If I was a crank caller, I would have given the phone number 867-5309. But what's the area code? Uh, it doesn't matter. 555? <laughs> sure. Uh, that's, that's, Jenny's, I can tell that's you, Jenny's number. Right? I can tell you that that person receives a lot of crank calls, and um, the board app would have think no phone, idea. Do you think the phone companies hand that number out, 8675309? Yeah, actually, uh, there is a business um, that I managed a website for, and for a little while they were using that phone number. They got it, and they thought it would be clever to just use that as a business phone number. You know? Wow. Yeah, so... You can get that that number. <laughs> so what did they think about uh, having that number? Uh, they didn't After use the it for too long. They used yeah. it for a couple months, and then it faded away. I see. Let's uh, get Annie on the air here. She's in St. Louis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Annie. How you guys doing? What's well, on Ian's your mind feeling tonight? a little contrite. What's on your mind tonight, Annie? I'm, I'm not a current caller. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> I was just wondering if people are thinking about you know, they're talking about, like, this latest school shooting about mental illness and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But are they thinking about, and I haven't heard anybody talking about this, probably because big farmers tell them to keep their mouth shut, but the side effects from antidepressants and drugs like that. I'm sorry, our representative from Merck said that we weren't allowed to mention SSRIs. <laughs> was it, has it been found out that this uh, this shooter has was on those medications? I, no, there's, at this point, uh, the link is only uh, in yeah, projection. I haven't heard that, okay. but they were talking about how, you know, he had Asperger's and, you know, so he was probably on something. But if you go into any Walgreens, and ask the pharmacist for the insert of any of those drugs, they'll give it to you because, you know, because they just do. They gotta. And mm-hmm. if you read those, if you read the side effects of those drugs, they, I mean, it's like uh, asking for trouble. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've known some folks on these antidepressants, and 
There's a variety of them, and they all don't seem very helpful in a lot of ways. You know, and I think that the majority of people that take these, uh, what, a selective serotonin uptake inhibitors or whatever, what, um, I, I can't re- remember exactly what it stands for. But the, Serotonin the take, reuptake inhibitors. That's what it is. Thank you very much. Um, the take these uh, generally don't have problems, but I mean, don't have the suicidal thoughts or uh, acting out. But if you've read these, it's incredible the list of things, you know, um, projectile poo and uh you know blood in your vomit and i mean just the, the whole list of things that, uh, that that goes on there and then they've got suicidal thoughts it makes you wonder Yikes. if they've tested people in you know small small groups how many of them had had suicidal thoughts you just don't know indeed annie thank you for sharing that tonight appreciate thank you bringing you. it up 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll-free line you can take control of the airwaves here and bring up whatever's on your mind hour number two is coming up And still to come, more about stopping people on the streets, demanding identification. It could be coming to a small town near you. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here... I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty... You should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here as we launch into the second hour of the program. You dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Ian. Marcus. And Mark. Uh, Marcus is joining us from, he's got a couple different websites, but there's one that's particularly web-oriented, and that is your webcomic. Yes, BrainlessTales.com. BrainlessTales.com. Now, how long has it been around? I have been doing a daily webcomic for over five years, so there's over 2,000 there for you to look at. Wow. Uh, They're all single panel. Um, Not always funny, but, you know, it's always (laughs) something. That's great, man. So, now, do you do it like uh, a hell some, of a, a pitch? There, not always funny. Do you well, do it like some artists do, where they'll like crank out a bunch of them at once and kind of backlog them? Uh, I like to do that, but uh, it usually doesn't work that way. Usually, I'm like you're doing, doing them one a, day. Yeah, do one a day, pretty much. What, um, you know, I mean, how, do you just how do you come up with this? I well, guess you've been doing it for some time. Yeah, well, you know, before I did that, I actually used to make. Uh, animations, uh, cartoon animations online. Okay. I had a different website, and that just took so much time. And uh, you know, I always have these little quirky ideas, so I thought, like, oh, I'd rather do something that was I could produce a lot quicker. And so I decided to do just single panel uh, comic. And uh, I don't know if I don't have an idea, I force one. You know, the the, the art is cute. I, I really like what I'm looking at here. Um, now, how does one? I get- like the layout too. It yeah. looks like one of those old comic, old yeah. style comic books. Like the what do you call weird those tales? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, it not, definitely has that. When look. I was younger, I always liked the ads in the comic books the best. That mm. was my favorite part because they they had the most mystery and the most like oh, fantasy involved. Like this, you know, you could buy an entire army for like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, you could get a, a Texas ranch for ninety nine cents. Yeah, uh, is a one inch Texas ranch, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, or you could get uh, sea monkeys, right? And they they danced around and had funny things in their heads. Yeah, yeah. I never really read that many comics, but I did experience some of that. Uh, there was always the ones where they were trying to get you to earn points to win crappy prizes. Too. Yes, yes. That was very intriguing as well. I never did it. Especially for if you're entrepreneurial, you know, you yeah. have that streak in you. Does one have to go to brainlesstales.com to see it, or can they get delivered somehow to their email? How does that work? I don't uh, I don't deliver by via email, but you can subscribe via the RSS feed. Okay. Or you can just go to Facebook. Facebook.com, you know, slash Brainless Tales. You can go there. Got it. Perfect. Um, so you post also to Facebook as yeah, well? Yeah, Facebook, I just post the links to each one each day and, you know, it gives you a little preview image. So, you know, it works out pretty well. Great. Good to have you here, uh, you. Marcus. And again, BrainlessTales.com, his website. We're talking about a disturbing story out of a small town. Well, a larger town in Paragould, or excuse me, called Paragould, Arkansas. And we're talking about a town of uh, approximately 25,000 individuals where now the sheriff and, or the, not the sheriff, but the police chief and the mayor have come out with a plan. They're worried about the increasing crime rates or what they claim are increasing crime, uh, crime rates. And they're saying that people are scared. The mayor claims that uh, they're going to be stopping everybody. If you're out walking your dog, he says, you're going to have to prove your identification. Does your dog have an ID? Let you know, me see that ID. They'll probably ask for a dog license at some point. That's basically a dog ID yeah. uh, where you have to pay yearly for the privilege of owning an animal. It's and, interesting that you have to own. You have to have it for owning it. Can, officer, can you prove this is a dog? Because <laughs> you don't have to have a cat license. That's true. In a lot of places. Some places you might. Some places, some places there's probably a cat license, but I mean, you don't have to have a chicken license. I mean, you know, first, before before we go any further with this officer. As soon as people start walking chickens around on leashes, they'll ask for you to have a license for them, though. Anyway, they are stop- They are stopping everybody. That's the plan. It's going to kick off here in uh, approximately two weeks. So two- 2013, they're going to be launching into having fully armed AR-15 carrying police officers decked out in SWAT regalia walking through the streets, maybe even riding on a Bearcat, if this picture is uh, to be believed. It's probably a stock photo. But uh, nonetheless, they are going to uh, be doing this. And he's got his reasons. His reason is people are scared. Soon after the Paragould Daily Press picked up the story, the story, by the way, from RT.com, news of the small town's efforts to enforce martial law began making headlines outside of Arkansas. On Sunday, the mayor authored an explanation of the Paragould police or on the Paragould Police website, to clarify how exactly the proposed street crimes unit will interact with citizens. He says that the, <clears throat> most often this identification process will be nothing more than making contact with a subject, handing them a business card, and asking if they live in the area and there's anything we can do for them. However, during hours in which crime seems to be more prevalent, Chief Stovall says their process will become more stringent. We'll be asking for picture identification. We'll be ascertaining where the subject lives and what they're doing in the area. We'll be keeping There's nothing our the government loves more than to do a little ascertaining. We will be keeping a record of those we contact. Stevel adds the, pro- the uh, program would not violate the constitutional rights of Paragould citizens, claiming that 
Once we have an area shows a high crime rate or high call volume, it's our duty and obligation to find out why this is occurring and what we can do to prevent the trend from continuing. Therefore, identifying suspects in those problem areas helps us solve crimes and hopefully prevent future crimes. Para Gould has scheduled more, uh, two more town hall meetings to discuss the street crimes unit, but uh, it's to be moving forward. People this, are scared. This is Officer Marcus. We have people walking down the street. Repeat, we have wa- people walking down the street. <laughs> need a backup unit. <laughs> we need to record who these people are. Yeah. I mean, is this a little freaky or is it just me? No, this is unbelievable, really. It, it's just absurd that, that they think that they need to be IDing people just as they're walking down the street. And to be, they're military. They're called police, but they're acting as military. What's going to stop the police? I had started out this article last hour by bringing up stop and frisk, which is something that happens frequently in places like Philly and New York City, uh, where police are stopping people that they want to. They claim randomly, but it's whoever they want, on the streets and, and frisking them. Who's to say these police aren't going to not just ask for ID, but also ask people to consent to a terry pat, to a, a quick frisk? On the side of the streets. And most people will just consent, not realizing that they can say no. And that's the most important thing to really get out there about this story. Look, this may be happening at this point in Paragould, Arkansas, but it could very well come to your town. If you thought you could avoid stop and frisk just because you didn't live in New York City or don't live in a big city, this is a town of 25,000 people. Cops anywhere, the police departments anywhere can get it into their heads to just all of a sudden go into this mode. These guys are going to be in downtown streets with rifles, with automatic rifles, AR-15 rifles. That's that's going to freak some people out. I got a, a, a an email recently at the news tips uh, email. It's news at freekeen.com. People send tips in sometimes to it. And one guy was eating at a downtown restaurant here in Keene. He saw a police officer on the corner of the street with what appeared to be the AR, one of their AR-15 rifles. And he was freaked out. Sent, he decided to send a news tip to us about it. And I said, I wrote him back. I said, next time, if you get a chance and you you, know, you don't mind, go up and ask the officer, you know, what was he doing there? Take a picture. Because, and that's what I said. Ask the officer what he was doing and take a picture of it. Uh, of course, most people are going to be intimidated to approach a man with a machine gun, even though they are a police officer. And, you know, they're supposedly there to help people. But what, what was that for? Well, as I understand it, the standard operating procedure of the police department in this area is anytime there's a reason for it, and they consider any violent occurrence the reason. So, like I said before, just a guy decking another guy at a bar was a reason for them to bring the, the machine gun out. So, who knows? Maybe somebody got in a fight somewhere and they decided, all right, let's get the AR-15 out. But in this case, in Paragould, Arkansas, they're going to have the AR-15 out all the time, Already. more than one of them, in multiple police officers' hands, and they will be asking for your identification. With an AR-15 in their hands, and for the children, this will be the new reality. Yeah, this is the new. This is That's how the, you grow up. Yeah, this is the new reality. You grow up in a town where the police are walking around in uh, sounds like armor and uh, carrying machine guns. But what I mean, do you do about it? Because uh, do we want this to be our reality? No, uh, we no. don't. So we need to figure out what to do, how to handle this. We can talk more about that in a moment. Rod's on the line, listening in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Welcome, sir. Go I was, ahead. Uh, uh, thank you. I was calling regarding um, radio stations, uh, regarding like uh, having an FCC license for FM radio in New Hampshire, and about music royalties. Oh, okay, um, sure. You, we can talk about that here in a moment. Stand by, Rod. We will okay. bring you back here in just a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. Radio is one of my favorite topics. 
Uh, but you can bring up anything that you want here. 855-453. Plus, what to do about armed troops, a.k.a. the police, occupying your streets, as apparently it's going to happen in Paragould, Arkansas, and maybe your town's next. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. The Shrine is one of them, Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video. The instructions on how to do that, if you are a lady listener, are at the top of the page. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to find that and see the Shrine of Female Listeners. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Well, you know, this holiday season, it's a good idea to have some, uh, you know, sweets around. Lots of people are, are having those for different reasons, either parties or, you know, it's just a good time of year to have those kind of things. StatelessSweets.com offers the very best in all-natural handmade confections. Um, I've had several of their uh, con- confections from over there. The uh, honey salted caramels, the cinnamon caramels, the regular caramels, the uh, English toffee. Help me out here, Ian. You're hoarding on me, aren't you? The fudge. You are hoarding them, aren't you? I, I, you know, How if could I, you have had all of those They've all been ones. sent to this house here. <laughs> <laughs> and if I had any sent to any other location, no, I wouldn't tell you about it. <laughs> I, I had some of those caramels. They, they were unreal. <laughs> Real, they yeah. were so good. I, you know, they taste really good when you eat them, but it's just a, you can't stop. I mean, you just keep on unwrapping the the wax paper. I mean, you know, they're so authentic because they're done up in this uh, you know kind of expensive uh, wax paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's and made hand wrapped. Great stuff. StatelessSweets.com. Use coupon code FTL to save 10% on your order. Um, you're going to have to figure out something with Jillian now to get it rushed in by uh, Christmas if you want to have them by Christmas. But, hey, there are parties going on, I hear, at, right after Christmas, New, too. New Year's. I mean, if most people do a New Year's party. What a great thing. It, you know, Everybody brings booze to the party. Bring Stateless Sweets to the party. You You'll go. be the hit of the party if you do. Listen to Marcus, everybody. StatelessSweets.com. Coupon code FTL. Yep, let's go back to Rod. He's listening in Canada. Uh, Rod, you had questions about broadcasting in the United States. Now, I know there is a Canadian, some sort of a governmental bureaucracy that controls things up there. In fact, I've heard that in Canada, if you have a music radio station, a a large percentage of your music actually has to be from Canada. Like, you've got to play Russian. Canadian content. Right. uh, Regulations, yeah, quotas uh, for Canadian content. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, I've... And I've been trying to open up a, a radio station here in Toronto, and they, it's virtually impossible. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, um, basically, they're trying to protect the big... We have about three big monopolies in the communications here in Canada, and uh, they're, basically everything is owned by them, and they're protected by the regulators, of course. Yeah, yes, what but, do you got, Rogers? But they're from Canada, so that's all that matters. 
Right, exactly. Who are the Who so are the big Rogers, players up there? Rogers and who else? Rogers, Bell. Yeah. And um, what, what's the other one? Uh, I saw the Rogers ads the everywhere when I was up there visiting. Right, exactly. That's like there's the Verizon Bell, of, uh, of Canada, basically. Right. There are a few minor um, uh, sort of conglomerates, but they're they're all owned by the big ones anyway, or mm-hmm. controlled by them, or so in cahoots with are, them. Are Canadian Rangers like I've seen Rogers ads as far as uh, cell phone service, and I believe they provide internet service as well. Are does Rogers right. and, and these big companies do they also own radio stations? Right. Oh wow! They own radio stations as and well. They really have their hands in everything. They yeah. are like the Clear Channel yeah, of Canada. Exactly. The Clear Channel doesn't offer and cell phone TV. service, but they have uh, road signs. Yeah, and they do concerts. Anyway, I, I don't know of any radio companies in the U.S. that are also cell phone uh, service providers. Yeah, that's, that's, that's un- unusual. unusual. Uh, so anyway, tell me more about uh, what you were cons- you know wondering about the U.S. Uh, situation. I mean, certainly no well, FCC attorney, but I'll, I'll give you my best shot. No, I understand. I just, um, um, I just, uh, I'm interested in the, in the Free State Project, um, and I have been trying to set up a radio station for a long time, and I was wondering if if it were any easier in the U.S. You mean to do it legally? Um, uh, well, either way, I mean, well, if, if you, it's it's well, easy, it's as easy to set up a radio station in Canada as it is in the U.S. If you don't go through the legal channels, you just get a transmitter, a decent transmitter, one that's you know not built crappy, and also get whatever audio source equipment you want, hook them together. In fact, there's a, a tutorial, basically, that I put up over at lrn.fm. If you go to broadcast.lrn.fm, it'll take you through, basically, a step-by-step, you know, here's what you need, equipment suggestions, tips, and, the you thing know. Is, the thing is that here in Canada, there's a, like, these people that own the radio stations, they monitor. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Who? Uh, so it's not a government agency, an inefficient government agency who is monitoring the. But who does the enforcement? Stations. It's the government, the, right? The enforcement is done by the government. Um, and, and is it the is it the radio it. agency that is doing the enforcement? What's it What's it called, by the way? Canadian something or other. Um, CRTC, I think. Sounds right. So is it the CRTC CR- that is is doing the you know enforcement of this? I don't think they have their own cops, no. It's probably the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I see. Mm-hmm. On their horses? The with the hat? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's that, that's, that happens here, too, to some extent, in that the people that are most likely to complain about a pirate radio station operating are the licensed operators. That's just how right. it is. They're the ones that have an interest in protecting the band, and here they will complain to the FCC, and the FCC at some point will get around to investigating. They don't have, you know, the FCC doesn't have listening stations everywhere. Uh, they, they have to respond by complaint. So if they get a complaint, they'll then presumably send agents out to investigate, try to find the signal, threaten that person. And I don't know what the process is like there in Canada, but here in the U.S., usually the operator of an unlicensed radio station will receive some kind of a threat. It'll, you'll receive a, a letter or notice of uh, – I think it's called notice of intent or – I'm sorry. I'm totally spacing on what it's actually called. But anyway, it basically is from the FCC saying, hey, we think you're operating a transmitter from this location. You better stop or else we'll you know, possibly fine you $20,000 and seize your equipment. 
And they very may well do that if you don't stop operating. Uh, they may very well come in with the local police and do a, an armed raid of your facility and take not just your equipment but other things that aren't even necessarily related to your equipment. And then they will issue you a 20000 or $10,000 fine. Uh, and, of course, if you don't pay that fine, then they really have no means of collecting it, as I understand it. Again, not an attorney, but this is what I've heard, uh, right. that – if they wanted to collect they, the 20000 They can't take the property on which it's being broadcast because it may not even be your property for all they know. They can I mean, threaten a landlord and use the landlord to kind of come down on you with his his power. But uh, ultimately, if they do actually come in and raid you and issue a fine and you don't pay the fine, they have to send that fine to the United States Justice Department in order for them to collect it. And then in order for them to collect it, they have to bring suit against you in federal court. As which, I understand it, which, in the United which States, opens them. supposedly you have the right to freedom of speech, and so far the Supreme Court has never ruled upon whether or not broadcasting is freedom of speech. Because, because the FCC has never brought any fine cases to court. Because either people try to pay them, or they are ignored when they don't pay. Because the FCC doesn't right. want to take you on on a free speech issue. And Canada has free speech too, purportedly, correct? Right. Uh, unless they don't like what you're saying. Well, right. And uh, the, the the Canadian uh, Authority of Radio or whatever they're called, they actually do prevent certain hate speech, I guess as it's called, from being aired yeah, on radio right. stations. That's uh, right. Rod, that's I, I hope that answers your question. If not, you can hang on. Ask me another one. 855-450-FREE. We'll also talk more about the police in the streets and how to respond to that. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the website totally free, so enjoy those. Uh, Just head on over to freetalklive.com. You can also get signed up for our news updates. We'll send you out an email whenever there's something important to know about Free Talk Live. And, of course, you'll also get that important information on Twitter and Facebook, but you'll get more than that on Twitter and Facebook. You'll also get updates uh, during the show. We will ask questions, post show prep, uh, make observations, and, of course, take your feedback on Facebook and Twitter. You can connect with any of those methods through news.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up, follow us, like us, etc. News.freetalklive.com. Bitinstant.com is the fastest, safest, easiest way to acquire Bitcoins. Bitinstant.com makes it possible for you to deposit money at more than a million locations, including your computer at home, in more than 30 countries around the world. All you have to do is go to bitinstant.com, select how you want to fund your account, and they give you a lot of options. And where your account is, and then make the deposit. It's that easy. 
bitinstant.com. Uh, Bitcoins, if you don't know, are you know they're they're a, they're a really revolutionary idea that allow that's it's currency for the internet. Go find out more at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, so eight five five four fifty free the SACL CAI toll free line. Our caller uh, dropped off the line there from Canada. He was asking about running a, a radio station and was wondering if it was easier in the United States than it is in Canada. And he was wondering from two perspectives: one from a legal perspective. And then two from a unlicensed or pirate radio or community radio, micro radio, whatever you would like to call it, uh, perspective. And I, you know, it's hard for me to really comment accurately on that because I don't know what Canada is like. I don't know what it's like to, you know, have a pirate radio station busted in Canada. I imagine there's a number of similarities because there tends to be between the two systems. But well, anything I say would be pure speculation. One thing I thought that you kind of missed in this was the the you were talking about the the legal route, which is darn difficult for the average individual. Well, to I didn't do. get to explain how difficult that is, and I know you want to get to that one thing, so hold that thought for a moment. Okay. But just to real quick, give you an idea of how difficult it is to get a licensed radio station. They're just not accepting applications. So you can't get a licensed radio station right now. And in fact, they haven't been accepting applications any time within the last decade that I've checked to see if they've been accepting applications. Surely they've been accepting at some point. Presumably they have, but I have no evidence that they have actually done that. I know for a fact that they haven't handed out any licenses to low-power FMs in a nearly a decade, since 2003. They have not handed out a single low-power FM license. Now, supposedly, the FCC is going to get the ball rolling on some new low-power FM licenses. And actually, what they're claiming is that they're going to try to catch up on all the back applications that they have. So if you put in an application for a low-power FM back in during when the application window was open, but they stopped, for whatever reason, processing them, now, maybe a decade later, you'll have a chance at them reviewing your application. I mean, it, it, for most people, that is not going to work. You no. know, maybe there's one guy who's got a lot of money, always ready to go to start that radio station. But for most people, you know, you want to start your business now. Today, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I got something to say as a local community, you know, person. If I want to start a local radio station, so I want to get it on the air. Low power means t- no tomorrow. ads, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's a computer, community radio. It's a community radio yeah. station, so no ads. This isn't a business. You're right. just going to be running this for your church or whatever organization. And if they did have an application window open, then – and I've never seen it happen. But if they did have an application window open, there's still no guarantee that you'll even be approved for the application in that you can apply for a frequency, but there may not be any frequencies available for which to apply. In Keene, New Hampshire, there was one frequency available that has been applied for by two different uh, potential operators, and the FCC has yet to decide after a period of approximately eight years or so as to to whom the, uh, the frequency will be granted. Oh, well, that makes sense, right? Just don't decide. Right. <laughs> In fact, one of the, uh, the applica- uh, applicating parties or the applying parties has left the area. They just don't hear anymore. That's right. Wow. So uh, just to give you some idea of how ridiculously difficult this is to actually start your own radio right. station. Right. If it takes 10 years, an eighth of your life has been eaten up in it. Uh, the first, the first uh, eighth of it was uh, spent uh, you know, trying to make sure you get your pants and shoes tied. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the last eighth is, is, well, the same. And we're not uh, even talking about the money. 
you know, hiring the lawyers, the engineering firms, the application fees. We haven't even touched on the money. We're just talking about the time and the frustration. So what was the, uh, the point that so you wanted to So there's the, you know, outside the law method with, uh, you know, setting up your own community system and, you know, see how long it uh, takes for the, the FCC to come and whether they'll do anything and whether you've got the cojones to stand up to them. There's the inside the system, which is darn difficult because you basically need to hire an FCC lawyer in order to get you in the door. The best way inside the system is to buy a radio station if one is for sale. But then you're paying through the nose uh, and... Anyway, they're more they're cheaper now than they used to be. But sorry, I interrupted you. There is a sort of quasi legal way to do it, though, that we looked into at one point, and that's to buy these transmitters that'll transmit from on sixteen ten a.m. or sixteen ten to sixteen ninety a.m. Is that right? Um, I think some of them operate up there. I mean, I don't think there's any particular range. You could do it anywhere within the the a.m. spectrum. You're talking about Part fifteen. Which is uh, only allows for a tenth of a watt, but they have these, uh, you know, these these special antennas, and I can't remember what they were called. Um, I can't remember what they were called. Something master is the term that I, as as I recall it, and you would set them up. You know, in different areas, you'd sort of put up a grid pattern, and you could cover a could. geographic area doing in it. In theory, you could do that. There was there a radio station some that did stations it that, in, that in, have done that in Georgia. That they was don't doing exist it anymore, Mark. They're out of business. It didn't work out for them. Well, why? And didn't for the it work, amount though? of money that you'll spend on those part fifteen tenth of a watt transmitters, you can have a real transmitter. Uh, you, why, you could have a real FM transmitter. Have, when was the last time you could, checked the price? That could actually a um, few years. Yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah, I mean, it was several hundred dollars, these uh, these tenth of a watt transmitters. They're basically hobbyist kits, and you can get a kit version for less and put it together yourself. Now, these were, or you you're can talking about the FM version. I'm talking no, about the I'm talking about these AM transmitters. How many watts were they? A tenth of a watt. I thought they were 10 watts. No, that would be very illegal. Okay. You're talking about the legal ones, right? But the radio stations did it. They managed to they got do a, it. There's a station in Sandy Springs, Georgia, that got several of these Part 15 transmitters and put them up around in multiple locations around town. And they were several hundred and dollars. synchronized them together. They were several hundred apiece. Yeah. So I don't know, you know what they well, spent on I'm that. I'm sorry, but a system. radio station, even here in Keene, New Hampshire, is going to cost you $50,000 for that. AM. If you're going to spend $1,000 or $700 on a tenth of a watt transmitter, why wouldn't you spend that same money on a 30-watt FM transmitter? And then, and then go illegal. And go illegal. Because if you have to have multiple locations from which to transmit this legal, sig- legal signal, if you've got enough people willing to put your transmitter on their property, I know it's probably going to be more people willing to do something legal than illegal. But still, if you have multiple locations, you can outwit the FCC. I mean, it wouldn't be hard. You know, the FCC takes them a long time to come and get you in the first place. They're gonna, they don't have an agency unless you live in Tampa or you live in D.C. or you live in the actual city where the FCC has an office. They're going to have to travel to come and investigate your situation. So it could be months, if not years, before they actually show up to some sort of a complaint. And if they show up, shut down the operation and move it somewhere else. Else, make them come out again and again. I get what a kind of a violation this is for freedom of speech. I really do. But I would be more comfortable with something where, you know, some bureaucrat isn't going to come out hassling me. Well, you know, I get it. If you if you want to take the easy route for activism, there's plenty of things you can do. Uh, let me tell you, they could still hassle you anyway, even if you have a Part 15 station. One of the things that the Part 15 operators are really proud of is how legal their station is. Sort of like an amateur radio operator is proud of the fact that they got their license from the federal government. A lot of amateur radio operators, I'm not going to say all of them are, but a number of them will put their license up on their website. Oh, look, I got my license. I'm so special. The government has deemed me okay to use a two-way radio. 
And so similarly, if you know, if you if you're violating these FCC rules, I forgot where I was going with that uh, where that thought. <laughs> but uh, there's there's not a lot of risk involved in actually doing it the uh, the illegal fashion. Oh yeah. So if you're operating pirate radio or part 15 station, the FCC can still come in and check your operation out. In fact, they have to be allowed in to check your operation out. Otherwise, they'll decide that it's illegal because they haven't been able to inspect it to ensure that it is Part 15 compliant. And if you're not in compliance, you'll be issued a fine. <laughs> 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line. So if you want to let government agents in your house, then by all means, go Part 15. It's Free Talk Live. Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy. The holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com and use coupon code FTL to save 10%. Statelesssweets.com. Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have on our site. They are for free. Now, if you would like, you can support the show. There are different ways to do that. One of them is uh, maybe slap a bumper sticker on your vehicle. You can get a free bumper sticker. The instructions are there for you at promote.freetalklive.com. That is promote dot freetalklive.com with you in the studio tonight it's ian marcus and mark and uh also at the promote website you'll find banners graphics uh flyers things you can print out that also could aid you in bringing new people to find free talk live so once again promote dot freetalklive.com now we've been talking about uh the police they're going to be occupying the streets apparently of a relatively small town in arkansas population twenty five thousand. And they're going to be demanding identification from people. Now, the article claims they'll just be asking for identification, but we all know what it's like, or at least most of us, I think, do know what it's like uh, on this show when the police ask for things. They ask in a very intimidating manner that is structured, uh, the sentence is structured in a way to make you think that they're demanding. Not just the sentence that's structured, but their body language. Demeanor, with, the uh, attitude. Uh, carrying an AR-15 machine gun doesn't Correct. hurt uh the average cop doesn't carry an AR-15 machine gun, but in Paragould, Arkansas, they will be doing that in the streets, according to the story over at RT.com. But the question was, what do you do about this? If something like this is happening in your town, what do you do? Well, the solution is very similar to what you do if the FCC comes knocking. You know, you don't cooperate as far as you possibly can. You know, in the case of a police coming and knocking at your door, you don't even have to answer the door. But in this case, you're going to be on the streets when the contacts happen. So you can't avoid the contact unless you never leave the house, which most people can't do. That's probably a bad idea. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be changing your lifestyle because the police are going to be doing this. So you're out on the street, you're walking to work or you're, you know, going, walking to the corner store, or whatever. The cops stop you and they ask you, they say something like, I'm going to have to ask to see your ID. Now, I, I have an idea that uh, in my head that some people aren't going to be uh, stopped very often. The people wearing the suits you know, it's a the, possibility. the respectables, you know, 
Odds are good they're not even going to be patrolling those neighborhoods in the same way. But yeah, I would suggest you're right about that. Well, and, and the people with the suits, he did say they're going to stop walkers. And the people in the suits are going to be less likely to be taking, you know, out for a walk. They're not, they don't have to walk to where they're going. Right. So this has already been lined up as a person, as a situation where they're going after, they're more, much more likely to be going after people who are lower down on the um, income scale. Well, wa- wait, walkers are very dangerous. Those are the zombies on The Walking uh, Dead. It is an entertaining show. Yes. So they will be doing this. And what do you do if you're on the streets and the police approach you in this way? Any ideas, guys? Um, <laughs> Officer, are you conducting an investigation? That's a good question. Am I free to go? Well, I'm, I, Am I being detained? I like uh, I like the first one because then you can identify precisely what's going on. Mm, indeed. And, and it, it shows immediately that you know what you're talking about. That's right, son. I'm investigating some criminal activity. You haven't seen anything going on, have you? No. Yeah, I'm just going to need to take a look at your ID. Well, um, before you get any identifying information, I'm going to have to have my, my attorney present. Yeah, I'm afraid we don't have time for that. There's been uh, criminal activity in this uh, neighborhood. We're going to need to see that ID right now. Then you now, better go son. find it. <laughs> find the ID? No, I'm telling you, I don't have anything to do with any crime. Mm. You better go find the crime. Right now, you're wasting time with somebody who does not, isn't committing a crime. Well, it's hard to really role play this sure stuff is. because the cops, you never know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, you right. may be dealing with an officer who's somewhat mindful of uh, people's rights. Of course, why would he be participating in this if he was? Uh, but nonetheless, you will also possibly run into a rogue officer who may just decide to jack you and well, uh, and hit you and break your camera, which, the by nice the way, thing you should have a camera for this. The nice thing about this is, is that the person who's relatively informed um, is going to know that the ACLU is going to be interested in this particular case because, i would expect they would yes uh, and and you know they may might get a payment i mean this this officer stopping you could very well be your lottery ticket if you don't throw it away rip it up and throw it away as long as he keeps his ar-15 to his side yeah yeah indeed he and can shoot you as a uh, as, as a bad guy and say whatever he wanted he very well could and he can shoot you whether or not you have a video camera so better to have a video camera with you when you're encountering a good these idea officers uh you know if you don't actually have a proper camera on you then your cell phone camera will certainly do in fact cell phone cameras have benefits that standard cameras don't that is they can upload to the internet typically as you are recording video with uh, programs like quick qik.com and bambuser those are two of them there's more than that i think Ustream has one and there's others uh, these are free programs you can download apps for android uh, palm i guess palm maybe blackberry definitely and uh, of course iphone and you can get these apps, have them in a place on your phone that is quick access. Like some of these lock screens allow you to actually launch programs directly from the lock screen. That would be a good program to put right on your lock screen. It's something where, you know, you punch your lock code in, boom, your camera software has already come up. And these are helpful things. You have a camera there, that's going to probably change how the officer behaves. Sometimes it can change it for the worst, but I think generally having a camera tends to help hold them accountable and as you said mark you know informs them that oh boy this isn't your average dupe this isn't the average sucker on the streets that they know they can just push around easily this is somebody who has either interacted with police before or at the very least knows what to expect and is prepared with the appropriate tools and there's always a chance that this can be rolled back you know it seems so um, it can be seem so overwhelming sometimes as the government grows and becomes more uh, you know, intrusive into our lives, but it can be rolled back. Sometimes it's just the instance that there's just a few people in that local government that are really running wild with this, 
And if they can be replaced with some other people or activists taking the taking a stand and getting this into the paper and then, you know, having a lawsuit, these things can actually be turned back. So it's true, it's especially true. in a smaller town. I, I feel like, you know, I have a lack of experience in big city politics, but I feel like uh, it's much more difficult to roll something like this back in a big city. Just mathematically, it is. I mean, you just have to think of what it would be like to try and affect change in a large city like manhattan you know new york city it's just it's inconceivable really there's some great activists in philly who tried their damnedest and probably still are to stop uh, to prevent further stop and frisks which is something that's a real problem in philadelphia with the police just stopping anybody they want on the street and searching them uh but they've they've been active there was one point during occupy where they actually came into a city council meeting and kind of occupied the meeting and you know they did a a mic check to the city council about stop and frisk i mean they've, they've done some stuff and you know they are informing people about it i think out on the streets but they haven't rolled it back. Right. Whereas here in Keene, New Hampshire, when they tried to bring parking kiosks into town, there was enough uproar in the town from average folks that the city council and the police department actually decided we're not going to go forward with right. this. I mean, I, I come from a small town in New Jersey, and my father was on the township committee there, and he was on, and then he was off for a while, and he came back in because things just went out of control. The The police department grew way beyond its size and it could not be maintained. And uh, headed by my father and some other guys in the committee, they actually ended up disbanding the entire police department. How do we get him elected in <laughs> Well, my unfortunately, my father uh, is dead now, but oh, sorry, um, that's okay. But uh, you know, I I was there helping him with his campaigning at that time, and I learned a lot when yeah. that happened. But most importantly, what I learned was you know that. A few people can have a big change, especially in a small town. That's yeah. the idea, right? I mean, one yes. of the, the uh, big ideas here, the Free State Project, is why it's so frustrating to hear people say things like, oh, well, we're going to free Houston. I haven't done a check recently, but I'm pretty sure there's a couple million people living in Houston. and It's you one may of the top have, ten metros in the United States. Right. You may have a couple dozen great activists. You may very well have that. I mean, they're talking about they've got this community of activists there. There's Austin, of course. They're trying to do something there. There's another one in North Carolina, uh, Richmond, Virginia. There, there are a few of these, you know, hey, move here and let's free this place things, like sort of Free State Project-esque, but not really because they're not focusing on the whole state because it would be ridiculous to believe that you could affect a state with 25 million people. Right. But the same- states, ha- states have special granted powers, um, you know, that even more so than the federal government or the local governments. So the idea of... Uh, it, it might be one thing to, to pick a town in New Hampshire, decide you're going to free that, but it's another thing entirely just to pick some area and say you're going to free it. I mean, if you're going to free the town of X, well, let's be let's be 100% clear what the problem is. The problem is the police force and the schools. That's what the costs are. So how are you going to disband this school in the other 49 states in, in America that have constitutionally mandated public schools unlike New Hampshire. Now, there's been a court ruling through the New Hampshire um, you know, court, Supreme Court that says that uh, you know schools are mandated, but at least you can overturn a Supreme Court ruling. You can't overturn a constitution. Well, and what you're talking about has to be done at the state level. It can't be done at the local level. Right. So They're just going to take away your charter of your town. You know, in New Hampshire, the population of the entire state is probably less than Houston. 
Again, I haven't pulled up Houston's uh, statistics, but I know that the Austin metro area has more people living in it than all of New Hampshire. Not Austin City, but the metro, so the, the population in the surrounding area is included as well. 855-450-FREE. If I've got a couple dozen activists in a town of 25,000 versus a town of a million, I'm going to have a greater impact. Those activists are going to be more effective. There's more coming up. Hour number three is next. Free Talk Live. Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country. With a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers, how can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, Common Sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book, and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877 357 Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight. Bring up whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on... Our website, just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we share with you there. Uh, One of them is Twitter and Facebook. Now, it is Twitter Tuesday, or at least it will be in Eastern Time here in a few hours. It is already Twitter Tuesday over in the United Kingdom and at Greenwich Mean Time. So anytime it's Tuesday anywhere in the world is Twitter Tuesday? Somewhere in that range, yeah. (laughs) So it's really Tuesday for like two days, though, isn't it? Well, it's not any time anywhere the international in the world. I basically line. run it from 7 o'clock at, uh, to whenever I announce it on Monday night to whenever I go to sleep on Tuesday It's night, Ian's so. Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Hello, arbitrary <laughs> calling. Do whatever yeah. you want. Because I'm the one who's doing all the, the work for approving it. So you get your requests in before I go to bed Tuesday night. You get uh, approved. Now, what we're doing with Twitter Tuesday is if you have a Twitter account and you would like to be followed by Free Talk Live and by our Twitter account, you just simply tweet something at Free Talk Live. So you tweet whatever and then put at Free Talk Live somewhere in there. Uh, the at symbol, the words Free Talk Live run together as one word, which is our Twitter uh, Twitter handle. We will then see it on our Twitter dashboard, our Hootsuite uh, dashboard, and we will notice you and click on your name and click follow. So Free Talk Live will follow your account in return for you tweeting something at Free Talk Live on and, Twitter Tuesday. And then you'll be cool because Free Talk Live is following you. If that's what you think uh, is cool, then it would be cool. <laughs> it will help. It is certainly something you can do. Anyway, uh, go to freetalklive.com to enjoy all of the website features there. We can talk more uh, about whatever's on your mind. Still to come here tonight, the CIA. I mentioned this story. We never really got into it. CIA interrogations, the harsh ones, you know, like waterboarding, found to be ineffective. We'll tell you more about that, but Kevin's on the line to start things out this hour. Listening in Wisconsin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Kevin. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I, I attended a graduation ceremony at Stevens Point, Wisconsin, on Saturday, and there were armed cops everywhere. They even had assault rifles. Wow. They were standing at all the exits around the inside of the gymnasium, 
And I don't know what they were planning on doing. If somebody started shooting, they they had to shoot into the crowd and you couldn't get out the door because they were in the way. Well, they don't. I don't know how much of a plan they actually have because how can they know what's going to occur? I mean, they would have to just react at the moment it happens. They just want to show their Force. strength. Yeah, yeah, they just want to be seen, and for, to some extent, that's probably effective, you know, for folks. But I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in the world of. There's armed guards everywhere. It and doesn't they might make shoot me feel you. safe. It makes me feel threatened. It sounds to me like uh, when my brother went to the Philippines uh, with his wife, she's originally from the Philippines. He went there, and that, these were the stories he told me about with these people carrying machine guns around yeah. all the place. You know, and the, the, now it doesn't sound so strange. Well, it can't well, happen here. What are you talking about? I went to Israel back in, I think it was 1999, maybe it was 1998. I'm not 100% sure. And I think it was, yeah, anyway. Um, and. At that point, you know, 9-11 hadn't occurred yet. Right. And I saw a lot of teenagers in berets with uh, combat boots and machine guns slung mm-hmm. over their shoulders. And I I was just disturbed by it. I mean, I can't tell you exactly. I mean, it's something different. It was alien to me. Um, I saw this in Italy, too. What's is it that? a draft? Yeah, they there, got a draft is, there. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, there was just a whole bunch of that. And I, I just didn't feel comfortable. I, I, you know, really going to run around with machine guns and now it's happened in New York City. It's been going on for years in New York City. You know? I still can't I still can't believe it in New York City. I mean, I grew up going to New York City as a kid and as a young adult and there was never that. And now when I go into New York City and I see that I'm still shocked by it because yeah. it's You mean armed teenagers in the streets of New York City? Well, these aren't the armed teenagers. They're they're generally a little older. They're usually uh, Iraq or Afghanistan war veterans. But either way, you give power to people and it goes to their head, whether we're talking about somebody who's older or younger. And in fact, you could argue the younger people are even more dangerous to uh, be giving power. And what a terrible place to have them at a a graduation ceremony. Yeah, it was. There were all kinds of um, security police. I think they have just security trainees. I think they have a law enforcement school there but then the the older officers you could tell they were they were from the local police they're the ones that had the live weapons everybody else just had they didn't look like they were armed at all probably about half of them were armed how did it make you feel well it didn't feel good i mean there's posters all over the place that you can't carry your gun in there so you're not allowed to defend yourself but they march right in with theirs now this was a what was your college graduation College graduation, yep, winter so, term. Presumably this is in response to what happened on Friday in Connecticut. I would imagine they were just, yeah. you know, intimidating, show of force, you know. Now, can they do this at every graduation? Will they continue to do this at every graduation? Or is it one of those things where they're just going to show once and then they'll just like things will simmer down and that's that? It'd be interesting to see if it continues. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of talk right now. I heard in the newscast, for instance, uh, that school boards across the country are beefing up security. You know, they're talking about more security. Well, what is really all of that going to do anyway? What are you going to do? Put up barbed wire fences, uh, have armed guards at all times during the school day, multiple armed guards? It's it's a feel-good measure, and it's somewhat reasonable that people— call for this kind of thing because people are scared yep. and people want to feel safe and especially uh, adults that have children most obviously want their children to be safe and it's very scary for parents that have children in a in a school to think that somebody could have the ability to go in there and shoot any of these children it's just a it's unbelievable 
to even think that. Well, what's what's interesting is that throughout all of the, the growth of the police state that we've seen, they still can't stop people from perpetrating horrific crimes because they can't be everywhere at once. And uh, there's well, just not enough resources. But despite this humongous police state with all the cameras and all the officers and all the hundreds of bearcats and the drones now that are coming, despite all of this, they can't affect anything. And so people still live in the, the state of fear. Yes. And what do they do? They call out to the police. We need more of you. We need more bearcats. Right. We need more drones. Help us. This and then happened they just already. get more of them. This yes. all happened already in one of the states with the most strict gun laws, in a gun-free zone, in a school where, you know, I mean, I hear they're doing metal detectors and all kinds of things in schools. I mean, somehow or another, in one of those most secure spots they have currently, with all their little laws, this is this occurred. Kevin, yeah. other thoughts? An untrained person walked in and shot everything up. Could yeah. they have stopped him if they'd have had 10 police on site? Probably not. Well, wait a minute. I don't know if he was untrained. I mean, he did go shooting with his mom as a kid, right? <laughs> but still, I mean, you're, you're talking about people that are trained to provide... Yeah, I get what you're saying. He didn't. He well, hasn't had professional shooter. police training as far as weapons he tactics. He didn't do a nighttime insertion. He walked in the front door right. with, uh, like, a rifle. But he it wasn't his first time pulling the trigger. That's, I guess, what I meant to, uh, to put out there. Kevin, thanks for uh, sharing that story tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the observations. 855-450-FREE. And just, by the way, to bring you up to speed if you're just tuning in, another story in the news is really important, I think, to look at. And RT.com appears to be the only real news organization covering it. Uh, they are citing local newspapers' coverage, but beyond that, not much else about this story. At a Paragould, Arkansas, where this town of 25,000 is going to have police on the streets with AR-15 rifles asking people for identification. That's not the kind of the place that I want to live. I don't want to live in that world. And you've also got people, of course, calling to ban firearms now, which always happens after all of these school shootings. It's just it's this, bigger this time. It's though. bigger this time because it's a more horrific sort of shooting. How could it be more horrific than a movie theater? I, I just don't understand it's why children. This it's children. I mean, yep. that's why it seems worse. And, and it is. It is terrible. It and for me, the most upsetting thing about it. It's maybe not the most upsetting, but it's so upsetting these children are killed. But then why aren't people upset about the children being killed every day in these other countries by right. military? Well, because they're animals, right. according to uh, the military right. people last time around. And, you know, in the same way that people weren't upset that uh, the gooks and the Japs and, uh, you know, the Krauts and everybody else in other wars were getting killed. Well, you have to have some name to call people to right. dehumanize them. Right, right. It, disconnect them from the, the fact that there are human beings who have feelings and families right. and and wants and loves and you know experiences just like you and I. And I I would hope that people take the feeling that they have now about what happened in Connecticut and put that upon the people in other countries that are being killed by military. Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Once again, the number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. We're coming up. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight for you to bring up what you want, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian. Marcus. And Mark. Hey, don't forget, you can also join us, as I said, at freetalklive.com where you can get a bunch of features. All of them are free. The webcam's one of them. You can watch, you can listen, and you can interact. The chat room is built in to the same page as the webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Bitcoins are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source alternative currency made for the Internet. They make it possible for you to send and receive money without paying any fees. They give you complete control over your money. If you, They're potentially anonymous if you uh, make the efforts in order to, uh, to, to be anonymous with Bitcoins. It's, it's possible to at least have some level of anonymity. It's it's not possible. It's mathematically impossible for any politician or uh, banker to inflate bitcoins, meaning make more of them or to, uh, you know, counterfeit them. It's amazing uh, what bitcoins are. And I think that they're going to change the world. Go find out at bitcoin.freetalklive.com to find out more. Uh, there's got several links there for you. Bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Indeed. All right, let's continue here. Take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Barbara's listening in New York City. Barbara, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, am I on the internet, the radio show? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes, you are, Barbara. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, so I want to talk about this school shooting up in, uh, I think it's Connecticut or whatever. The government whatever. really needs to do so some more. You know, we need to protect our children. We can't be having this. We need to get the guns off the street because that's the real problem. What here. do you propose, Barbara? What's the plan? Well, I think we totally need some kind of tyrannical government <laughs> that tells us what we do all the time, where to go, what to wear, what to think. It's much easier that way. <laughs> do you think that what we ha- what we wear has much to do with people carrying guns around? Oh, anyone that thinks individually themselves is a threat. We need to have everyone thinking the same things, doing the same things. Individuality is the destruction of this country. That's right. Everyone should be exactly the same and think the same things and act the same way, right? I completely agree with you, Ian. You're starting to make some sense now. (laughs) I don't know why it took me so long to see the light. It was your call, Barbara, that really helped me with this. I am no longer in favor of individual rights. I think we should all just be this one mass hive mind. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. No, Sandy, I'm on the internet radio show. Shut up. So anyways, that's what we really need to do. Thanks for sharing that tonight. We just need to get rid of it. I just, ugh, it's terrible. Thanks for the call, Barbara. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. It's like Laverne and Shirley have called in. (laughs) I'm sure that accent exists somewhere, but I've never heard it. Outside of television, you mean? Yes. I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not, I've never heard. It's like the Thurston Howe, the third... Accent. I mean, <laughs> never had that New York kind except of. Except for Frank in New York. I mean, Marcus, you're from New Jersey originally. Yeah. I mean, have you spent much time in the city? Have you ever heard sure. that accent? No. Um, I've heard accents similar to that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, there you go. Yeah, they, they exist. They're around. Okay. Let's continue. Evan is on the line listening also in New York City. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Evan. Hey. Um, oh, real quick. My boss actually does have a similar accent to that. Like, there are people who are like that. No. Oh. Not nearly. Is it, what, is it, does it designate a particular place in New York, or is it an ethnicity? What is well, yeah, it? It's, it's, usually it's like, like Jews from Long Island, or the Jewish, like Jewish-Italian type culture. Not Jews in, in Middle Eastern. In, you know, in, in, in right, I got gotcha. you. I just, I just was, was like, interested. 
and it's almost like the Italian, like it's not Italian, New Jersey, New York Italian accent, but like forget about a thing. Yeah. That was kind of yeah. Like, really a lot of R's where they shouldn't be like Kohler, ah. like for, for cola, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, soder, yeah. soder like, for soda. So what else uh, was on your mind tonight, Evan? Oh, so I'm, I'm watching guys on the on, on the internet, like Linda Richmond was, and uh, or whatever the hell his name is going by now. And I coincidentally was talking with my friend about Bitcoins, and he asked me a specific question about how I feel, is Bitcoin good money? And we were chatting about it, and I'm like, you know, let me call in and, and run it by these guys. So specifically, I'm asking about like, you know, like we figure the Austin school talks about how money evolves, and and money isn't the result of a bunch of people coming together one day and saying, "Hey, let's make money." Money is rooted in ultimately use value and then exchange value, kind of pyramids on top of that. Like gold wasn't just a bunch of people came together and said, "Hey, gold is fucking rare." Oh, let's we gotta drop party. that one. Sorry, man. I appreciate the uh, the call tonight. Uh, it sounded like he said the f bomb. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think he did. It was. I think it was by accident. Yeah. But he was talking about Bitcoin, and he had, I think he was coming upon a good question, or maybe it was just a statement, kind of, he wanted to know why Bitcoin was being used as a currency, why people were accepting it as a currency. And I think people accept it as a currency because it has it's very useful and it, and it has uses that other currencies don't have. Well, right. right. And with Bitcoin, people did have to come together to create it as a currency because it's a program. Someone had to write the software. It had to be yeah. planned out. It and was, it's a community uh, effort. That much is true. I mean, it would, it, it was designed as a uh, as a currency by, you know, basically this one guy, Satoshi uh, Nakamura, I believe is his uh, supposed last name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other people had some kind of, uh, you know, there are input. multiple programmers. It's an yeah. open source project. Right. And they're still continuing to, to work on it. But it didn't get adopted. I mean, it, it, it was a designed as a currency, but it was adopted because of its usefulness. Good point. Other- yeah, it was worth zero well, point zero zero what did they say it was the first i think the first bitcoin transaction was supposed to be they bought a couple pizzas for like twenty thousand yeah, or fifty ten thousand yeah. bitcoins or something i think like it was that. more than that. i think it was like i i, I maybe it was ten thousand i thought it was a hundred thousand but who knows Does if it the make pizza a place that had <laughs> that had provided those pizzas held yeah. on to those bitcoins you know had they seen well, they the didn't vis- get the bitcoins Okay, so uh, one guy offers another guy um, a transaction on the internet and says, "Hey, somebody fronted cash. If you use Skype to call my this pizza place and buy me two pizzas, I'll give you X number of bitcoins." So it wasn't like some visionary pizza. No, this was not a visionary pizza. (laughs) That's too bad. It's a better story if it's the visionary pizza guy. Agreed, but But the guy had the guy who uh, ended up. Well, okay, had the pizza store ended up having them. Yes, uh, they would have been able to probably open up another location because bitcoins are. Now worth thirteen dollars. If it was, was ten thousand, and I don't know what the number actually was, yeah. but if it was ten thousand, then it'd be one hundred and thirty something thousand dollars today at yeah. this point. And so, for uh, one pizza, I mean, or two you pizzas. Know, Bitcoins were a collaborative effort to create a currency, but the value of that currency is placed by later. supply and demand. Yeah. Secondarily, I'm not entirely sure that metal just naturally rose out as um, as currency um you know i've been reading i've been reading a little bit about the the history of currency and at least one author says that no it was actually the temple at samaria that uh, you know that decided that silver 
which could not be obtained in in Samaria, um, could only be obtained through trading, and the only trading could really be done through the temple. The temple decided what currency was, and then they actually made these clay tablets that would, uh, you know, designate debt and that kind of thing. So they essentially had a paper currency early on. And if you can imagine, it's kind of interesting. So you, you borrow one you know, say, uh, ounce of silver, and you have to pay that back, and that ounce will double in five years' time and quadruple in ten years' time, then you have four tablets that are worth one ounce of silver, but when they're broken, you're breaking up four ounces worth when you only borrowed one. It's very strange. We'll come back with more. You can bring up whatever's on your mind here. 855-453-FREE. Don't use the F-bomb because then we have to drop your call. And that's no fun. 855-453-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. Marcus. And Mark. And over at freetalklive.com, you will find a variety of features like the mobile site. Got a smartphone? You want to get quick access to our live streams? Just go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m freetalklive.com. You get quick access to the live streams and software that uh, you can utilize on your smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or Android or BlackBerry or whatever. Uh, TuneIn is software that is available across all the platforms. I mean, each platform has its own different software that'll tune various different internet streams. There's one on Android that I like called Zia, X-I-I-A. But if you want to guarantee you're going to be able to get something that works on your phone, I think TuneIn is probably the most well-developed app that's consistently available for free across all of the phone platforms. So check them out. You can link uh, straight to it over at m.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at liberty in your lifetime. Uh, The idea is simple. We touched on it earlier. Move together with people who think like you do and get active. I mean, it's great to have people in your area that you might know that are freedom-oriented, but are you really having an impact? Is there progress being made for liberty? Can you somehow, you know, point out what that progress is to yourself? Well, I'll tell you, I moved up to New Hampshire just this year. As part of the Free State Project. Congratulations. And Summertime, right? Right after Porkfest, was it? Yes. And, well, it was right before Porkfest. Before, okay. Yep. And uh, the the most amazing thing is that, you know, I'm now around all these liberty lovers that are busy doing things, and I can collaborate with them, and I can, uh, if there's something that I'm going to work on, I can go and meet with people face-to-face. We can have dinner. We can have lunch. So we're having a good time. You know, we're having dinner. We're having lunch. We're going out to a bar. But while we're there, we're talking about you know, plans to help promote liberty in one way or another. And it's just amazing. But you must have had, I mean, there must have been liberty-oriented people in New Jersey. Uh, I met most of them um, up here in New Hampshire. 
<laughs> from New Jersey, you mean? Yeah, at at Free State Project uh, events. You mean you met the people that you know in New Jersey, or they've already moved to New Hampshire? Uh, the people that live, yeah, the pe- both. I mean, the people that live in New Jersey that are like very liberty minded. I met, you mm. know, up in New Hampshire at events, and they either live there or up here now. So, how are things going in New Jersey? Well, I'm up in New Hampshire, so. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's uh, it comes right down to the numbers thing, as we were talking about before. I know, hey, I would have liked to have had not had to left Sarasota, Florida. It's a pretty place. I grew up there. It was comfortable. No snow. I owned a house. You know, I you know lived there my whole life. It was comfortable. It would have been nice to have been able to have people move into uh, Sarasota, Florida, where I lived, and have uh, a liberty movement come there. Sure. But that wasn't the plan. And the reason why that wasn't the plan was because that wouldn't work, because there are too many people there. Because you can't and have it's an too activist. far from the the capital, right? And all you kinds can't of have things. an impact. There are 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire over at freestateproject.org. It's a great little document. It's uh, it's in the left menu. You have to kind of click into one of the options there. I think it's why New Hampshire, and then you, cl- you click why New Hampshire, and then I believe 101 reasons is one of the options there. And there's a lot of great reasons why New Hampshire, because like here in Keene, we're still somewhat isolated in the southwest corner of the state, but it only takes an hour to get to the capital. So if you got to, you know, if you need to go and do lobbying or you know speak to the state representatives it's not a you know it can be a morning trip it usually will take most of the day if you're sitting in a hearing because those things take forever but it only takes you an hour to get back and forth and if you really live far away it's maybe two hours and that would be you living at the very northern tip of new hampshire so there's so many reasons you really should go check them out on your own if you love liberty at least if you love the state and you love controlling people you definitely don't want to move to new hampshire in fact if you are here in new hampshire and you love the state i would highly recommend you investigate uh, vermont or massachusetts <laughs> or new york all three nearby, uh, nearby options that may be much more satisfying to your desire to control other human beings because as more people come here it's going to get more frustrating for the people who are seeking power over others because numbers matter. And when you've got a few dozen people in one area, because we're, we're at the beginning cusps of the Free State Project at this point. If you've got a few dozen people in one area, as we do right now, like currently today, we've got a larger ratio of activists per you know, state-oriented person compared to anywhere in New Hampshire. Yeah, and it's obvious. I mean, I was just watching the Bitcoin, uh, the East Coast Bitcoin Consortium that went on in Philadelphia over the weekend. I was watching it uh, via live stream, mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh, speakers were from New Hampshire, and they talked about. They brought up Mark Warden, who uh, was a, a state rep who accepted Bitcoin, and one of the speakers said, yep. "Yes, he's my rep, and oh, I'm cool. happy to have him as my rep." You know, so you know, even in something. Uh, uh, you know, this meetup that was happening down in Philadelphia about Bitcoin, it was, you know, the Free State Project was prevalent. Very there. prevalent, yeah. Uh, and it'll become, it'll be more like that over time as more great activists move here and have a, you know, will start having greater and greater effect on New Hampshire. They already know we're here as far as the, you know, the enemies of liberty, the people that love the state and love to control others. They're well aware of the existence of the Free State Project and they are not happy about it. There have been hit pieces put out against Free State Project activists and, and poli- you know, politicians that are Free State Project uh, participants. There have been, uh, you know, mainstream media articles. On the attack. That's how you know that you're you're being successful. Yeah, exactly. How's your group doing where you live? How's your little Libertarian Party meeting going? You know, I've heard that uh, when I where I was in Sarasota, Florida, probably a ten times the population at least of this area, and 
maybe five to ten people per week at the Libertarian Party meetings there. And I've heard similar numbers from even larger cities of, you know, ten people, maybe 15 people at, uh, you know, activism get-togethers in big cities. You know, you're not, ha- not going to have an effect. You're just having a meeting. That's all I mean, doing. we live in Keene, New Hampshire, which is a, a, a town, really, and uh, we get easily close to 20 people. Yeah, we at, had 20 last yeah. week, I think. Yeah. yeah, but multiple times a week. There's there's multiple things going on in one week where there's you know close to that many people. But you really and, can't do it all. Yeah. There's there's that much going on in New Hampshire and across New Hampshire. There's, there's there's more than you could possibly do as far as activism is concerned. Anyway, freestateproject.org. Somebody that knows a thing or two about it is Doug in Minnesota, who has come out a number of times to the uh, to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and I believe also the Liberty Forum. He uh, won the Honors of being Ms. Porcupole, I believe, one year in a uh, pole dancing contest. At least I, th- I think this is that Doug in Minnesota. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live. No, oh, long live Free Talk Live. Dave <laughs> from Montana. <laughs> What's I up, man? I can prove it, too. Listen to my accent. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Liberty. Is that better? Okay, no, no, it's Doug. You're right. All right. Now, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I was the uh, cardinal or the premiere or the first time they had the pole dancing contest, I took that. That's right. I took that award. You owned it. I owned it, man. You could work right. a pole, no 46 doubt. Years, 46 <laughs> years of me owned that. Yep. All right. Anyway, uh, I was going to call in about the, the, the rash of calls you guys have had from these young crankers who just, you know, are, are not entertaining. And, you know, I wanted to kind of, you know, some of these kids are young, right? They make mistakes. They pull a boner now and then. They, they go off half cocked and you know, uh, make an ass of themselves. Yes. And what are you going to do? I mean, they're like just little kids here. They're like, they're like puppies or, or kitties. They're, they're pussies. Okay, they're just little kitties, and <laughs> if they they're got stuck in a water somewhere, they'd be wet pussies. You know, is Ian's finger just above that button? No, 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 no I don't oh, have my hand on man. the mouse. <laughs> no, I mean. Because this is well, th- this is the, the this is the way that one would go about doing this. If you wanted to say these things, you have to put it in context, right? You know, I if you're know. talking about trees, you could talk about pussy willows all you want. <laughs> That's right. That's, I got nothing yet. That's the reason I called for. I'll oh, that was great. Yeah, it was I brilliant. I saw exactly where Thank you were you. going with it. I didn't put my hand on the mouse. These guys can testify to that. Hey, oh, what? this is Dave. <laughs> Liberty. Good call, right, Doug. Guys. Thanks, hey, man. I'm a huge Bitcoiner, too, and I'm hoping to be out there for in February. You know, it's all about the cost and stuff, but we'll see. You Maybe mean the February Bitcoin, Liberty but... Forum, which is coming up on the 21st through the 24th, where such... Which I've never been to. No, really? Oh, really? Huh. Wow. I've never been to. Only three portraits. You know what you need to do? If you're concerned about cost, go to the Free State Project's website at uh, go to their forum at forum.freestateproject.org and put up that you want to share a room or, you know, well, share... Tell people how to get tickets, too. Yeah, we can do that here in a moment. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to get tickets. But you can share rooms with people and really bring the cost down big time. Uh, and who wouldn't want to share a room with Ms. Porcupole? We'll see you there, man. Woo! Thanks. More coming up. Free talk. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves here. We've got enough time to sneak your call in at 855-450-FREE if you get on the air now. Tonight with you, it's Ian. Marcus. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away. Listening options included. Listening, uh, you can listen online, you can listen on the radio, satellite, webcam. We've got listen lines that actually allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. You can learn about all of these options and get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. Again, listen.freetalklive.com. We'll continue taking your calls. Let's go to Anonymous calling from West Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Anonymous in West Virginia. Oh, sorry. You're kind of low on the volume level there. Go, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yep. Go for it. Oh, okay. Are you, can you hear me now? We can hear you. It's a little shaky. I just wanted to say something about it. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold. I can't uh, I can't put that audio on the air. It just doesn't sound listenable. So stand by. I'll have my board operator uh, check in with you, hopefully, and we'll see if we can fix that, that little clears problem. it up. Uh, in the meantime, let's go to Cole. He's listening in Austin, Texas. Cole, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, great show, as always. Yeah, you, we picked on Austin a little bit, though, so hopefully you aren't too upset at us. No, I'm not upset. You guys, uh, I like to see it, and I appreciate it. All right. So what were you calling about tonight? Well, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've kind of moved on, but uh, what I was calling in was the uh, the unfortunate shooting uh, that happened. And, you know, personally, I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing about it, but, you know, I figured that if there was a platform to espouse my uh, my view on it, this was the one. Indeed. Go ahead. Okay, so, um, you know, there's a, a lot of, of uh, this talk about banning guns after the aftermath of this thing. But, uh, you know... There's a school district in in Fort Worth or around there uh, that the teachers are allowed to conceal carry, and you know they've never had a school shooting there. Really? Well, I mean, neither have uh, the other six thousand uh, you know, schools in, in America. I mean, there's a uh, well, statistic- there are the school shootings where they have been prevented to some extent by people carrying firearms, like the Indeed, principal I, in I, I, I'm, Mississippi. I'm just unsurprised that there hasn't been a school shooting there. I guess is what uh, what I'm trying to say. I don't think that it's good or bad what he's uh, suggesting here, but. I just don't know that that necessarily means anything. Well, uh, yeah, uh, again, it's a, it's kind of a neutral topic. I think that anyone that's competent with a firearm, you know, any faculty of the, of the school, you know, even the, the crusty old janitor with all his keys jingling around, you know, if he was able to carry and was there and could respond right away, I think that's a better uh, method of providing security than waiting for, for a 911 call to go through the networks and wait. I tend to agree. You know, yep. For response. When seconds count, the police are only minutes away. You know, I was listening to the Diane Reem show on NPR This today. is the woman that sounds like she just about has one foot in the grave. Yes, she does. Yeah. It's the worst voice on radio, I've got to say. But I believe she said something. She probably kind of, sounded great once upon a time. Yeah, I think she's uh, it's just old and had some kind of illness. And I think she has a lot of connections and the reason she's still on. But she had, you know, all these people on talking about gun control. Nobody talking f- uh, for, uh, you know, gun freedom in this particular uh, mm-hmm. show, which, you know, gave me a little little pause. And I, I guess I knew what uh, direction they were all coming from in the first place. But, it is NPR, right? Uh, it is. And... Uh, you know, I think that one of the concerns that the uh, gun control people have is, well, if you let teachers carry guns, won't they get upset at students and shoot them? You know, <laughs> that, that it, that's kind of a ridiculous question. But even <laughs> even if the the teachers or the faculty had their gun locked in a case and they just carried a key with them, that would still be 
preferable to not having access to any weapons because in a situation like this where someone's just running around or I don't know exactly what happened in Connecticut but when someone's running around shooting like okay you it it would be better to have it on you but at least if you had one in a cabinet you could take your key out get it and then you know well, they, make a they, difference. They have these quick release lockers too that they could just uh, stick on the bottom of a, a desk and slide out. You know, it slides right out, and you get your gun out. Um, I think it takes a f- thumbprint or something. Mm-hmm. So they have quick release uh, safes. Right. So you wouldn't even have the, the teachers wouldn't have to have a gun on their side to have protection close by. Indeed, Cole. Yeah, that's uh, how I'm getting at the uh, you know the Israeli uh, schools. They have armories and uh, teachers have quick access to firearms and you know no matter where you are in the school if you hear that that the sound of a gunshot you'll be able to react in some sort of time uh, at least be able to respond at least you know the only answer to someone pointing a gun at you is to shoot first and uh, to, to not even consider that as an option for security is just I don't know. It's a fallacy, really. Yeah, running and uh, hiding in the corner of the classroom or under the desks is not really a security measure. Yeah, well, it's, it's a secondary one, that's hey, for sure. thanks, Cole, for sharing your thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. We're going to give Anonymous another shot here. Hopefully his line has cleared up. Go ahead. Hey, can you hear me now? Much, Much better, better, sir. Much better. Go ahead. Oh, great. Well, wonderful. I wanted to bring up a point that I don't think anyone's brought up yet, and that is you could get all the security, all the you know, ban all the guns you want, take away all our rights, whatever you want to do. It's not going to end until they do something about the psychotropic drugs, because that is what these have all had in common. We don't know. Do you, do you know that this one actually was the SSRIs were involved? Because I haven't yet yes. seen it. Okay. T- yes. tell, tell me where I can find that information. Um, well, I got it through someone else. but Okay. I'm going to keep – I'll, 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 I'll go research it. You can look it. it up. I'm sure you'll find it. I mean, I'm sure you'll find it. But but uh, that is one thing that is coming up. Right. I mean, Nobody wants to talk about it. They want all want to talk about mental health issues, which I th- certainly think are something that people need to discuss. But they're not well, talking – Well, there's something to that. There, there's something to that. But until you lay the blame squarely on the pharmaceutical companies that invented the – they invented the disease and then they invented the, 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 the cure. And the cure isn't working. Yeah, I, I, I'm very deeply concerned about the uh, the SSRIs and and what kind of things they cause. I there's a shocking story of a of a t- high school girl that uh, you know just walked through her family's house and said, uh, "Hey, you know everything's fine. Back from school or whatever." Went out in the backyard and hung herself from a tree. I mean, I just can't imagine what that must have been like for that family. Right. Within a few days but of going on these drugs. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because, I mean, I've heard nothing about it, and I, that has to be where some of this problem lies, at, at least at least a, you know, a lot of it. I'm just because looking— guns aren't the problem. By the way, I'm looking briefly here uh, at you know, the Internet, searching around trying to find information on Adam Lanza and whether or not he was on medication. Obviously, I haven't put much time into this, but the only story I've found thus far is from Digital Journal, which cites— the natural news website, which of course is not really a, I'm skeptical. Yeah, it, it's not really a reliable site for uh, for information. So I've yet to see those claims as well. I'm sure as information comes out, we'll learn more about that. But even if it weren't the medications, some people are just crazy. They just you know they're just not born right, and it's exactly. sad. Exactly, but... and you you have some sign. But I mean, the thing is, they you know they let this kid come right through security, so security measures wouldn't have made one lick. What difference. security was there at an elementary school? 
they were supposed they had a video system there. They buzzed him in. They, oh, really? They, they saw him. Yes, they. They. He was. Uh, he was the son of a teacher that uh, had worked yeah. there. So they probably recognized and him. And they knew him, and they buzzed him right through. You know, what they buzzed him right through, through with. I mean, did he have a rifle in his hands? Well, hold on. Let me let me show you. Well, let me give you an example. Uh, at the city building here in Keene, New Hampshire, they now have a security setup on the first floor, which is the only building in all of New Hampshire that is a city building with security on the first, you know, in any place whatsoever. And the reason is because the district court occupies the second floor of the building, and district court security is under some sort of order from the Supreme Court to expand their security measures, so they expanded the footprint of the area that they're securing. So now if you want to go up and meet with the city manager or, you know, the planning department or whatever it is you have to do in the city offices, you have to go through security, unless it's after four o'clock in the afternoon, in which case the security checkpoint is completely shut down. But while they're operating, anybody that they recognize as a city employee is allowed to avoid the metal detector entirely. And I pointed this out to the the head of security there. His name's Lance, very nice guy, chatty, personable gentleman. I pointed this out to him. I said, Lance, what is, uh, you're not, this isn't security. How do you know that one of these city employees isn't going to go psycho someday and bring a gun to work and start blasting people? I mean, if you're supposedly here to catch people from bringing weapons into this facility, why are you letting, you know, the majority of people here, which, you know, the city building, it's 8 in the morning, everybody's coming to work, and they're all just walking right by uh, the metal detector. They don't have to go through it. There's no reason why those some one of those people won't go postal, as it's called it's at, at some point someday. So there's no security for the people that are in the loop, the people that work at the building, or I guess in this case, they probably recognize him because he's probably been there to visit his mom before. And, oh, it's I, I so son. But but I think that's it's completely natural, right? Like if you're in the position of being the security guy, oh, it's you know it's a person you work with, you're, you're friendly with them. He's okay. Their son. Oh, it's his son. Just let him in. You know? Yeah, they said they do background checks. And that was that's all because one background check's all it's going to take to be able to figure out if somebody's going to go crazy someday. If they're going to snap, it's yeah. ridiculous. Anyway, Anonymous, thanks for the call and thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. We'll find out more about the medication thing as uh, as time goes on. Marcus, man, thanks for coming in tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was great. We'll probably have you back if that's all right. Yes. All right. We'll come great. back with more tomorrow night. And don't forget, you can check Marcus's uh, webcomic out, BrainlessTales.com. That's it. Brainless right. Tales. Thousands of comics for you to look at there, all free. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. Is there anybody you've forgotten on your Christmas list this year? How about ones that you you won't see this holiday season? Are there friends or family that live far away? Do you know there's an easy and simple way to show them you're thinking of them this holiday season? You can send them a bouquet from proflowers.com. Right now, we've got a special of the Free Talk Live special on proflowers. is a a beautiful arrangement of a dozen candy cane roses. They're Red and white roses with some uh, baby's breath in them, and they come in their own uh, beautiful vase. And you can send them you know, to anybody on your list who uh, needs some flowers. I'm sure that uh, you know mothers and sisters and aunts, those folks would uh, really love it. Girlfriends certainly would love the candy cane roses. Um, use coupon code FTL to get... Uh, the, this great deal. It's twenty four ninety nine, and you'll get a you get quite a bit off of the the regular retail price with coupon code FTL at proflowers dot com, and you can upgrade to eighteen candy cane roses in a you know bigger arrangement with gourmet chocolates for just ten bucks more. It's uh it, it's really stunning um, with them all together. 
Pro flowers are guaranteed to stay fresh for a full week. They're not the kind of flowers that are just going to show up and you know start turning yellow immediately. Um, you get your money back if it's uh, if, if that doesn't work out for you. So go to proflowers.com or call 800 P R O flowers and mention FTL. When you go to proflowers.com, you look up on the right-hand corner, there's a microphone um, and you just type in FTL there. It's proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in FTL and the order expires on midnight on Friday. Christmas is just a few days away, so go to proflowers.com, use coupon code FTL or call 800 P R O flowers and mention FTL.